Hello and welcome to the Bulletin and Beyond. My name's Kimberly Price and today Andrew Thompson and Sean Hardiman join me for the latest news. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has confirmed 450 more positive cases of coronavirus on Friday. This brings the state's total to 13,867 since the beginning of the pandemic in March. So, Tomo, you've been following the Portland outbreak pretty closely this week. Can you tell us what the latest has been? I think the three police officers that were quarantined after the raid last week, they got tested, I'm presuming, on Monday because it was found out on Sunday that um, a gentleman in Portland was positive. So those results came back Wednesday and Thursday. Mm. But there's a bit of a lag, so we're not actually sure exactly how it all works. It takes a little bit of uh, catching up to find out exactly what the stats are. But those those stats in Portland, they have to go up in the next couple of days. The amount of tests being done over there is enormous. They've now got themselves very well organised down at the Marine Discovery Centre. Mm. Um, there was a few traffic problems at uh, the Portland Hospital that's been relocated. The Christine Giles and the team at Portland District Health, they're doing an enormous job. This is obviously the second chain. So there was uh, it's understood that the gentleman from Portland who... Uh, was exposed to coronavirus in Geelong, had come back to the town. His mum is now positive, her sister is positive, and the gentleman's girlfriend is positive. So there's four, and yet I don't think we've actually got four active cases in Portland yet on the staff. We're hearing from people who are getting phone calls saying, yes, I'm COVID positive, but they're not coming up in the stats for a couple of days. So (laughs) it's very hard to, to marry up who's actually in and who's actually not in. But I'm sure those things will catch up. The most important thing, and I was really, I was really uh, pleased and delighted that people were smart enough to get on Facebook and say, you know, despite cop and heaps, that I'm positive. If you've seen me in the last uh, week or 10, 10 days, you need to go and get checked. And that's exactly what happened. That there was a huge community push. There were hundreds of people lined up. There were people desperate to get information that from Monday morning, Portland District Health was taking 80 phone calls an hour. They were having trouble keeping the phone message bags free so they could touch base with people and have a number of staff return those calls and provide information. And the the efforts of Christine and the staff over there, they're doing Facebook posts at 2 o'clock most days to update people on exactly what's going on, to provide open and honest information as much as humanly possible because we must say that... DHHS and their wisdom is is not great with um, relaying detailed, up-to-date information, that we're having to work through it as much as humanly possible. But the people of Portland are now catching up. They're doing the right thing. And this is what exactly what I'm hearing from the coppers in Colac. I rang there again this morning. I said, how's it all going? They said, Colac has got to the stage because of the uh, breakout at the Lamb Abattoir that there's an enormous amount of people who uh, have been tested. The ABS workers themselves have been tested a couple of times. The people are now self-policing, if that makes any sense. Mm. But um, there's enormous community pressure to do the right thing so that those coronavirus positive numbers, and I think we got to 83, they can drive those numbers down. So that's exactly what's happening. And the police are very pleased with the response and how responsible people are being, that they're doing the right thing, they're being tested. If you're, they're positive, they're isolating this. Lots of community support. And I think that what will happen in Portland when 
we expect that some more cases will come out there in the next three or four days, is that there'll be a similar response there. But if you have these sort of semi-isolated communities that you can really have an impact and if people are doing the right thing, you can drive the numbers down, you can contain, you can trace, you can you know do what needs to be done. It was very unfortunate that the gentleman that went to Geelong and came back, that he'd been out and about in Portland a lot mm. in that week or 10 days before he was tested last Friday. He got that notification on Sunday that he was positive. He jumped on Facebook and said, right, I'm positive, be aware. There's not much else you can do. You know full well you're going to get a smack. You know there's a lot of people going to say, well, you're talking crap or whatever they're going to say or why did you bring it back in? Like highly contagious disease, we understand completely. We just need to try and do the right thing. We saw um, the Premier's press conference on Thursday. Uh, Dan Andrews copped some brutal questioning in relation to the quarantine and how that's all been panning out. I understand there'll be a time and a place for that, but I really think we need to focus on containing the contagious disease as much as possible at the moment. That's got to be the sole focus. Definitely. And on Thursday, there were 771 active cases of the virus across regional Victoria. We've entered stage three restrictions to try and uh, decrease these numbers and to, you know, get back to some sense of normalcy. Can you tell us what stage three means for us? Well, it's back to where we were. This is exactly, we've all been here. We know what to do. The basic is stay at home unless you have one, one of those four reasons to go. If you've got care, if you've got work, if you need medical assistance, if you need to go to the supermarket or to exercise. Exercise is not going surf at Portland. Mm-hmm. Exercise is, you know, going for a walk or doing what needs to be done locally. The idea of the four reasons to get out of the house is, you know, there are only four reasons. Mm-hmm. There's no grey in any of that. Mm-hmm. The way this contagious disease is transmitted is through people moving. We need to restrict the people moving. We're talking about six weeks. I'm sure we'll look back in 20 years' time and say, remember the pandemic. Let's be the people that do the right thing, not the people that do the wrong thing. There's plenty of idiots doing the wrong thing. Let's make sure that we all work together to do the right thing. Let's put positive community pressure on it so we can do the right thing, so we can get out of this. Because when we had no cases three or four weeks ago, wasn't that wonderful? Let's get back to that. Wearing masks are mandatory every time you leave your house, so always remember to wear those as well. Well, I go for a jog most days. I have to have a mask in my pocket, so you wear you wear a mask to where I go for a jog. Mm-hmm. You then take your mask off. I, I jog in an isolated spot, so that works out really well. But I've got to have that mask in my pocket. There's no excuse. We all know the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, a mask, a scarf, face coverings, they are essential. And there's still people, you know, we walk down the street and I'm watching people drive past my house and there's people jumping out of the car and they're wandering around. Delivery people as well, you know, we all are in this together. I understand we've got one active case in Waterville and that's tied to Colac Meats, but we just have to all do the right thing. It's six weeks. It's not a lifetime. We're not getting locked up forever in a day. Let's just do the right thing. Let's hope that we can get through this. And as a state, because it's Victoria-wide, we're the problem. You know, South Australia, Western Australia, Queensland, New South Wales got a bit, but, you know, we are the problem. Let's Mm. not be the problem. Let's do what we can do to not be the problem. Pull our heads in, sit at home, spend some time with our families, do some baking, whatever it takes. You know, thank God the footy's still going. (laughs) And remote learning has returned for schools. We'll hear from some Year 12 Brow College students now. No, I was kind of expecting it to be just a casual year. Like when we first started, it's when the whole virus started. It's like making news. 
so I didn't really think much of it, but like as time progressed, it was just like a bit of a shock and a bit scary how much it's actually affecting you in year 12. Everyone's been saying for years that year 12 is going to be the best year of your life and you're going to make so many memories and it's going to be amazing. Mm. But our year has just been chaotic and stressful and disruptive mm. and not many great memories have been made, really. Personally, I'm a bit shocked at the moment because they've changed the pricings of university degrees themselves. Um, and I was initially thinking law, um, but now I'm broadening my horizon trying to think um, what is best adapt for the future. Mm-hmm. So I have been considering like science and medical industry as a result. I'm not planning to go into uni, but I intended on doing stuff like joining the army, but I feared that might be interfered because First of all, I have to go to Melbourne for testing. I can't go to New South Wales for the training. So hopefully it clears up real soon. Otherwise, that might mess up my future plans. But not sure where I can go if I can't get there. It definitely makes me less excited to go to uni because I was pretty keen on like moving and experiencing all new things. But I think if it's going to be online... Like, I'll probably be more likely to take a gap year just because, like, I want to experience actual uni. Sean, it's been another busy week for you guys. Stage three restrictions have come back into play for the South West. Can you tell me what this means for sport? We head back into some um, restricted exercise, only walking, hiking, surfing, um, and sort of yoga in park is, is allowed, so it kind of limits what um, the Southwest community can do in terms of um, competitive sport and, and training. So the likes of basketball, football, netball, they've all been cancelled and, and um, people going to gyms are, um, are also not allowed under the stage three restrictions. So it's a, it's been an interesting week. The the Western Victoria Female Football League only got one round in, and um, which was still good for the, the players themselves. Uh, one game in and the, the Hamden and Waterwood District Leagues have obviously... Um, pulled a pin uh, recently before the, the stage three restrictions came in and then obviously the knock-on effect from Melbourne's stage four restrictions meant that the, the region's NAB league players won't be um, able to, to show their stuff to AFL recruiters this season, which is a, which is a bit sad, but um, I think safety is the, the main thing at this point in time. I spoke to um, Alison Flamer at Flamer's Boxing and, and Fitness and, and the unfortunate thing for them is they've opened a new gym three weeks ago um, now they, they can't use it, and then we're turning to, to one-on-one PT sessions outside their gym, which is possibly not what they wanted when they opened up a gym three weeks ago. In other news, Mark Leishman is aiming for his first major win in the golfing circuit. Can you tell me uh, what he had to say? Yeah, so he's he's over in, in the States at the moment playing um, in the US PGA um, Championship this week, which is a, which is one of the four majors um, in the golfing world. And um, he's yet to win one. He's had... Um, Five times, um, he's won five times on the PGA Tour, but has never won any of the majors. Um, his closest was the, the British Open back in 2015 when he came second, but he, he said he's feeling um, pretty good. He's, he's starting to get the, the rustiness that he, he built up um, during his time um, in, in, in isolation and, and, and during the time of the coronavirus sort of lockdown um, in America. So he's, he's been FaceTiming his Melbourne-based coach, Dennis McCade, and um, he's I think he might be on track. He's, he's playing this morning. Um, I'm not sure how he's going at this stage, but uh, from what I last saw, he was um, even um, heading through six holes. 
And in cricket news, the Western District Cricket Association has welcomed a new club. The Northern Raiders, who were formerly known as um, Pernham, have joined the WDCA for the, the next season, which is a which is a big move um, in the cricket world down here. And, and they're, they're very committed to um, joining the league, and um, they're backed by uh, a well-founded club in, in Nestles in, in the WDCA. And uh, they're hoping in the next three years to be able to sort of be playing Division One. Um, they've got a, a very good proposal that they handed over to the WDCA and the WDCA seemed pretty happy with um, what they'll bring into the table and um, they have ambitions of getting their own turf wicket, they have the ambitions to play in the top division and, and they're really set up well, they'll, they'll field division 2, 3, under 17 and under 15 and junior female grades in, in 2020 but um, it, it shows that they're, they're really sort of entering the league in, in, in strength and um, they've locked down um, some coaches and and captains for their, their inaugural um, side of the WDCA. So Tim Bryce will coach them in 2020, while the McKinnon brothers, Joe and Jake, will be captaining the side, which is a, a big scalp for them. And hopefully they, they do well. They should go pretty well in Division 2. We, we might see them um, heading up into Division 1 in, in no time. Fantastic. And Nick Ansell spoke about uh, what this could mean for the Grassmere Cricket Association. So head to last week's episode if you want to hear about that. Thanks for your time, Sean. No problem. Thank you for having me. Don't forget to subscribe to The Standard through our website for all our stories and features. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country, the Gunditjmara people, and the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. This has been a Warrnambool Standard production.